0: welcome to Connected Conversations for Creatives, a place where creatives like you can learn, grow, and connect. I'm your host, Jennifer Carr. There are people you meet both online and offline that you have a chance meeting with and you know that person you're talking to is special. And today's guest is one of those connections I made and was given the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with him on his podcast, The Des Experience. It was such a friendly and welcoming experience that I knew we needed to have another sit down together. So today, podcaster Desmond Sims is here to hang out and who knows where today is going to take us. So Des, thank you for being here and I'm so glad that we get to hang out again
1: oh no problem no problem uh, so you get to know me a little bit on your show so now you get to tell us about you so go all right so what do you want to know you want to know about um childhood what do you want to know where did you grow up all right so i grew up in new jersey um i always say because nobody knows what this town is so i always say near fort dix so i grew up in this small town called Browns Mills. um from humble beginnings i'm the youngest of five siblings I have two brothers and two sisters. Uh, my mom raised all five of us on her own. Shout out to mom. Love you. Um, yeah, it was just like a small town. A lot of like, trees. They had some creeks. Um, there were some things to do, um, but I was mainly surrounded by like family. I had friends. I just spent a lot of time like on the weekends as well. I was younger at my aunt's house. Uh, they spent time with my cousins. We would stay up and play video games like all night on the weekends and stuff like that. Um, shout out to my aunt, my cousins, everybody. I love you. Um, after school, as I got older, I would play basketball with my friends and stuff like that. Um, one thing my mom taught me was just just stay focused and do what you have to do and just stay out of trouble. So that's always been my mindset as I was younger, growing up to now. So finished elementary school, moved to middle school, kind of the same principles. You know, as you get older, you start discovering yourself, who you are, what you want to be, what type of people you run around you. So just um, staying focused on the goal, um, gaining more friends, um, getting to know people. Some people, you can just tell off a person's vibe if you're going to like them or not. So people that had the same interest with me and stuff like that, I um, talked to them more. And the people I didn't really vibe with, I just stayed away from them. I'm all about positivity, um, negative vibes I don't really want around me. So as I got older, got into high school, I really started discovering myself um, around sophomore year because there was a brief time period where I lived down South Carolina for a year uh, with my mom and moved back up north to Jersey. So that was a a different experience. Um, Getting used to how people talk down there. um, The culture was different, but it was a good experience. Um, I'm all I'm like a sponge. I like to soak up as much um, knowledge and energy as possible. So after high school, um, did college four years online, um, Kaplan University. And during my senior year, um, during the time period, I was halfway through. I was almost done. I was working at the same time. And my firstborn was on the way too. So a lot was going on. So I, yeah, there's a lot going on during that time period, but I managed to graduate with my bachelor's degree in business, uh, administration. I did that, um, had my firstborn, uh, who just turned 11 the other day, Whew. Just I know it goes by so fast. Ugh. Yeah, so then had my second born years later. He's seven now. Shout out to Sydney Sage, Daddy loves you both. Um, the relationship I was with the mother of our children, we was together for ten years, married for two. Um, everything in life doesn't always work out. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have a life journey, and not everybody can go on that life journey with you. Everybody comes in your life for a reason. Some are there forever. Some are temporary. You don't know. Uh, how long a person's gonna be in your life and vice versa. Um I feel like God brings people into each other's life um to get to know each other and learn things from each other and then you apply it to whatever next situation you get into, whether it's a relationship, friendship, whatever may be the case. So after that situation, I was um going through a little depression period for a couple of months and it really took it real hard. Because um, when you're with somebody for so long and things end like it did, um you need time to just step back and find yourself. And um, that's why I did. I was going through a depressing state. Um, my family really helped me through it. So I thank them. Appreciate y'all so much. And then fast forward uh, years later, um, I got a certificate to be a substitute teacher. Also a success, uh, certificate to be a personal trainer as well too. So I have those things under my belt. And currently now I have the Dad's Experience podcast. Um, I just did another episode with another guest a few days after you later, later um, that week. So I'm up to 190 episodes now. And then, so I'm almost up to 200 with that. Outside of that, um, I'm a content creator on YouTube as well, too. So I do reactions to like music, anime, comedy, sports and stuff like that. Um, I do that. I go to the gym. Um, I love sports and playing sports, uh, spending time with family. Mm. What else and like i said i mentioned the podcast and the youtube um so i i got my hands on a lot of stuff right now and i'm just trying to expand just trying to expand. i, I may
0: yeah
1: i may do uh dabble into music too so okay
0: yep. so and i think that that runs true for a lot of creatives and, and it's something that i know is true for me like um like i have mentioned in the past that sometimes one thing is just not enough like you're, you're so your curiosity gets the best of you and you're like i'm gonna see if i can try my hand at this or i i know that i would have a good time doing this you know and whatever that is so sometimes our little creative brains get get a little riled up and we're like i gotta do the next thing i gotta do the next thing
1: yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, for absolutely. sure um what else so i have merch for my podcast as well too like i um i interviewed a guest about a year and two ago and turned into a good relationship and now like i go to him to do my hoodies like custom hoodies like had my face on it promoting the podcast and then the links on the back of it and everything so
0: that's very cool okay so let's talk about your podcast like you said you've got about 200
1: episodes but how long ago did you start um about two and a half years ago literally okay um it started out as a hobby um because before i even started it i always listened to podcasts whether i had to do like business um finance music sports i love all type of um different topics so i got into it i'm like well I listen to all these different people, share their life stories and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, I can do that. So at first, I would invite some of my friends on just for a test run to see how it would feel and go. So I liked it. So then I took the next step and started inviting people on the show from around the world. Now, Um, I've interviewed people from the West Coast, the East Coast, down South and either even in Colombia and stuff like that. So because I like to have all different walks of life come on, share life stories, their goals and dreams. Uh, Most importantly, the challenges that they overcame when they are younger to the person they become today. I like to hear a person's life journey and uh, what they went through to who they are today. So it's all about just expanding, expanding, expanding.
0: I like that. And and you just never know, like you mentioned before, you just never know when you're going to make that connection, where that relationship, you know, becomes something more, whether it's business or, you know, like you, you even said, even earlier, you know, people come into your lives for a reason and a season, you know, they come in and whatever impact they're supposed to make, they make that impact and they may stay, they may go. Um, but now you've just really expanded those horizons. And it's like, oh, that's just one more person I can add to this person has made a difference in my life, whether it is, you know, through an interview or what have you, is there a story that like jumps out in your head where you're like, that stuck with me? Is there like just the first thing that pops into your mind?
1: That's hard, man, because I've I've heard so many stories and so many guests come on. Um, One of them is, I I can think of at the moment, um, it goes back to the guy I told you that does, like my hoodies and stuff, like when I go to him, he was talking about um, growing up in the streets and stuff like that, going through hard times, Um, did some time in prison, got out, changed his life around, now he runs his own business, like store in the mall now, has a family, wife, like kids and everything, and he just changed his uh, life around. I like to hear stories like that and just overcoming things.
0: Yeah, they're very inspirational stories when somebody can say, you know, I've come from here and I've gone so far and, and what they do with that, you know, are they using their story to impact people? I'm all about the story, obviously, you know, I'm a writer. And so um, I'm all about the story and the, and the people who are part of those stories. And I'm thinking, we've all got a story inside of us. And so when people go around sharing those stories, um, the, the right people will hear it, but you can't make that difference. You can't make that impact if you don't share it. And so I love that you are getting people to talk about their stories. Has there ever been one that just made you go, like your jaw hit the floor and you were like,
1: oh my gosh, what a story. Oh man, it, that's generally uh, most of the time. Um, like I said, everybody has their life story. Everybody's been through different things. Um, people coming from one country to another, adjusting to being in the States. I've had a few guests talk about like their transition, how it was rough at first. You know, you're trying to learn a new culture. You're trying to learn the different lifestyle from one place to another. You grew up to Custom to something you've always been around now you're doing something new so it's like you gotta retrain your brain all over again to start fresh um so I just I just like to hear um stories from people um oh, from yeah. all life so oh for sure
0: um so are there has there ever been an interview where you're like I can't actually publish this like or do you just publish
1: them all and just say here goes nothing um that's my mindset I'm all my whole thing is when I do a podcast I try to make the guests feel comfortable. Like, like i'm inviting you to my house like i'm opening the door like hey come in like we're doing the podcast episode next to each other and that's why i always say when i send my invites to a guest i say it's unfiltered whatever's on your mind just say it i feel like you'll get the purest form of your guest. like when there's no restrictions they can say whatever they want so oh for sure yeah
0: well and i and i ask because and i'm debating this because as a podcaster and it may just be the fact that my show is not considered an unfiltered show like we have we have goals and stuff like that and right. so but i had one guest that he, he wanted to get a little political and i was like we're this this is not the point of you know we're talking about art we're talking about work we're talking about being good creative and that kind of thing and so um right. i was just wondering if there was ever a time where you were like oh i don't know i don't know if i want to represent that because you know it's your brand it's, it's you and so you have to be careful what you put out
1: oh no i'm not scared i'm like you the only way you get a true Like a good, a great episode in a podcast if you let your guests be themselves, like there's no walls in between you and the guests, like let them be themselves. And I feel like a question or something's uncomfortable, I'll sense it and I'll just move away from it. But it hasn't happened too many times. Like you just got to let people be themselves.
0: I like that mentality, and I'm in several, you know, groups online and stuff for podcasters, and just you know, trying to trying to learn from other people who who have been doing this longer. But then you see a lot of uh, people who are like, "Oh, I'm starting a podcast," and the the this this is not my first podcast. I had one uh, a few years ago that was based on health and wellness, and just you know, talking people through natural health and wellness, and and brain health, and and stuff like that. And so you know, talking to people about things, and and but that was a solo show. Like that was more of a uh, an information dump kind of thing, and so it wasn't as interactive. But I see so many people saying, "Oh, I want to." start a podcast and but they want to be very specific and they want to be very limited on their audience you know and i'm like you that's not going to be very successful for you you're not you're going open. to draw the audience you want and that kind
1: of thing right All Right. Yeah, you gotta be sure. able to open like you gotta have open mind you gotta yes. open, open mind you got to And I really, I mean, your show is very comfortable.
0: Like your guest comes on and and it is like we're sitting in the same room having a conversation. Like it's very, you know, welcoming and you're very hospitable. And and you just have that really great personality that says, hey, I'm going to talk and I can tell, like you said, I can tell when we've gone too far or when it's time to move on. And that is a skill that a lot of podcast hosts, they don't have. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, and and has that always been you? Have you always been a people person, an extrovert kind of thing?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I've always been that way. And the crazy thing is, as I've gotten older, I have the ability to be both an intro and an extrovert at the same time. It just depends on my mood. Like there's some days, I think this is like with anybody, there's some days you want to be around people, hanging around people, and there's some days you want to be to yourself. And that's just, it's nature, man. Like you don't always want to be around people all the time. You want to do your own thing. I think that's healthy too. I think sometimes you need a break
0: because sometimes you get so many voices and so many influences from the outside that you're mm-hmm. like, now, what do I really think about this? Or how am I really feeling without, you know, other people telling me how to think and what to feel.
1: Right absolutely
0: oh for sure for sure okay so your podcast we've we've talked about
1: that now let's talk about you are you a reader or are you a tv movie guy um tv movie guy but slowly trying to get into more reading i want to read more as i'm getting older because it goes back to what i said earlier um about soaking up as much information as possible the things that really catch my attention like book wise, I i like the topics like mysteries um suspense thrills i like things that like grab at you like oh that really just happened and plot twist um, that's because the things i watch i apply to the things i read and stuff like that i'm also um because my favorite switching gears real quick um my favorite subjects in school was like math history and science and that it revolves around my life today i love history i like learning things i didn't know about i love learning about science like galaxies and all type of things so i'm a person that likes to learn so
0: I too am a person who likes to learn, but I was on the opposite end of that spectrum. But give me English, literature, and history all day long, but you can keep the math and
1: science. Like that's yeah, <laughs> nobody likes math. I just I I think I love math, but I love numbers and how you can use them in different like formats. I find it interesting.
0: Oh yeah and and I, I and it could just be that I didn't have great teachers I don't know or my brain just never really had the capacity to sit there and be like it this is the way it always is where my brain is constantly going or this is what could be or this you know that maybe maybe I needed that imaginary math cuz I married a math guy I married he's an engineer mind and he does computer mm-hmm. science you know so like um I'm like you are here to do the numbers and I am here mm-hmm. to tell you stories <laughs> Right, it works, the yin, 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 see? That's right, that's exactly right, (laughs) Um, yeah, Uh, no, and and I do have an appreciation for people who can do math, and it's so funny because um, the number of people that I've had on here when we're talking like how to do the business side of being a creative person, they're like, and I had this spreadsheet and immediately I glaze over and shut down, and it's hilarious because I've told them every time I'm like, spreadsheets are not for me. If you're gonna talk numbers, I'm like, let me call my number guy. Like, he's in the other room because I'm not doing it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're smart. You know your strengths and weaknesses. You know. So that's a good thing. A lot of people um don't want to do that. They want, they're too prideful. They're like, oh, I may not know somebody. I'm not gonna go ask for help. It's okay to ask for help if you know you're not strong in a certain field, but you know somebody who is. Just ask for help and help you teach you something. So next time you get in that same situation, you know what to do. You won't have to ask that help again. Absolutely, and that is—that's one of the things that I
0: say all the time. That's why I started this podcast in the first place. Is because one, I needed help, so I went out looking for the resources that I needed. But also, I couldn't be the only one that needed those resources to be made available. And so, how else am I going to connect people? You know, oh yeah, I'm just going to start interviewing people that know how to do things that I don't know how to do or have more experience than I do. And right. so, we're just going to share the wealth, we're going to share the love, and we're going to help each other get through it. Because I think that's something we take for granted a lot of times, just as human beings. Like you said, you know, if you need help, ask for help. Well, when did it become a problem to ask for help when did we become scared to ask for help because i think that that's a mindset that a lot of people have
1: right absolutely i'm like i feel like we were put on earth to eventually find our purpose but help each other grow networking is so important in society the more people you more the more you can advance as a human being the more things you can accomplish so oh for sure um
0: I think we were, you know, people were created relationally. I mean, if you look at the beginning of creation, you know, if you look at the Bible and look at the creation, you know, you have two people because one was not enough. Like there was a reason we were put on this earth and that was to be relational, to communicate, to make community and that kind of thing. Um, And so, yeah, I think when we, we leave that part out, and we isolate ourselves, we are at risk for um, failure, but you know, so much worse than failure is, you know, loneliness, I think, because that impacts everything.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like I said, go back to earlier. Um, it all depends on your mood. Like, right? there's times you want to be by yourself. There's times you want to be around people. So,
0: yes, but and surround yourself. Make you know have those people available that after you're done being alone, that you can yep. reach out to and and surround yourself with those people. And make sure they're good quality people too.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I feel like if you have this uh, people around you have the same mindset as you, you can go far in life. So.
0: Yes, absolutely. And and even if you have different opinions on things, if right. your goal is to support and lift each other up, then you have the same mindset and, and you know, you're you're not going to take that person for granted and they're not going to take you for granted. I think you're in a good ship.
1: Right. Absolutely. I feel like um, also sometimes like with businesses, sometimes I feel like with some of them fail is because people don't let other people share their opinion on things. You may not agree all the time, but you at least know how the other person feels and you got to be considering people's feelings. So. Absolutely yes, absolutely. And I that is something that we live in a culture where,
0: you know, it's all about the me, it's all about the my what what I think matters most. Um, right. I need your opinion to tell me that I matter most, but I don't care about you. Like the, and you see that in the, you know, we're we're posting for likes and shares because we want it, we want more people to know about us and what we right. think. We don't go and we don't share and we don't like other people's work, which I think is a is a really sad testimony to the state that we live in, but we need to be there to support, especially when you're talking indie artists, whether it's an author, a podcaster, that kind of thing. You know, we have to collaborate. We have to share each other's work. We have to like each other's work. Um, Otherwise, man, how selfish are we?
1: Right. You can't keep it all to yourself. Share the wealth. You don't know who, who you will come across or connect with one day and take you or vice versa to the next level. So. Yes. And
0: I, you know, I'm having a conversation. I've got another conversation this afternoon with a girl who, you know, that is our main topic is collaborating and why it's important to collaborate and share um, other artists work because it's, it's a lost art, honestly, um, supporting one another.
1: Yep. It is unfortunate. Like you're stunting your own growth by not like sharing the wealth. So
0: I like that. Yes. You are. You're stunting your own growth. That is, that is a great phrase. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So You mentioned that you are a parent and, you know, it is the most humbling job I think we can be given on the planet (laughs) because not only are they these little um, needy creatures that we've been given to take care of, but they also are great little mirrors that that make you go, oh, I'm like that because you see yourself in them and whether it's their actions and that kind of thing. So what's one of the biggest lessons that you couldn't have learned anywhere else but in your parenting?
1: Um, Patience. Patience. (laughs) Patience. Yeah, man. I've, I've naturally been um like a patient person, but being a parent also besides patience, having the ability to multitask. I've really improved in that area of being a parent, multitasking, doing homework and cooking dinner at the same time. So
0: seriously, it's one of those things that I thought I was a pretty good multitasker, you know, because mm-hmm. I could, I could, you know, have 14 tabs open and I could be talking on the phone and be doing all these things. and And then I had a kid come along and it was like, oh, wait a second. I am not as good at this as I thought I was.
1: <laughs> that's the real multitask. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously. And and you can't let that one drop. Like you can no. let a tab close on your computer, but you cannot let that one drop. So
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Not that one. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's funny. I've never thought about that before. But yeah, you're right. Multitasking is a huge deal. Um, you know, and I and I look at her, my she's 14 or will be 14 in a couple of months, and she um she is, she's like my little friend, but I've had to learn because she's an only child, you know, and she's homeschooled. And so we're together all day, every day. And so, but I've had to learn these lessons of how am I separating mom and friend? Um, and that's, that's been an interesting lesson to learn because um, yeah, you still have to do what I say, but at the same time, I want to have fun with you.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, can I please touch on this topic right yeah. here? Yes. It's, oh man. I'm glad somebody finally brought this up. This um, never came up on any of my episodes. So I feel like one of the biggest issues today, cause parenting today is way different than when we grew up many moons ago. Yes. I feel like parents today in reverse, try to be the kid's friend first and then parent. I feel like it comes back in the future to bite them in the ass. Yes. In the future. Cause now the kids gotten used to a certain thing, a certain way. And they feel like they can talk to their parent in your way. And then the parents get mad at them by, but you can only blame yourself for what you did when they were younger. The foundation has to be laid when they're younger. I tell my kids all the time, like, I'm your father first, friend second. You must understand that I'll always have your back, but no, I'm dad first.
0: Yes, that and that is that is quite unfortunate. And all' are so right because they they let their kid run the household, they let their kid run the schedule. That's one of the things that really bugs me, is when um the parents are like, oh, we can't because my kid is XYZ. Well, here's the thing: like when we were growing up, and and this is another thing that has changed and that is really <laughs> like sports, looking at kids' sports, we practiced on, I think, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we had games on Saturdays, because I played softball, and so, you know, we had Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We never had practice on Sunday. We never had practice on Wednesday night, because, you know, those were church nights for a lot of people, and we had just those two well now you're talking you're practicing monday through friday you have tournaments on saturday and sunday like there is no rest and the parents are letting the kids choose this because why you know why are they the ones because then they also we're not doing the kids any favors because they're having to stay up late to do homework they're staying up late to do projects they're you know they're missing out on all these other things that are a little more important because i'm sorry the chances of your kid going to the world series and major league baseball are like you know what i mean
1: yeah it's it's very difficult very you got to have is. a backup plan just in case that doesn't work. Oh, uh, you got to have a plan B, man. You got to.
0: Oh, yeah. And and so, and, and there's not, I don't have a problem with kids playing sports. I have a no. problem with the kids sports schedule dictating the entire family calendar. Um, yeah. And so, and, and st- just stuff like that. I think that because you're not having that family time. I mean, we had dinner around the table just about every night, except the Tuesdays and Thursdays when we had practice, you know, we were family dinner as much as we could. And right. um, But you're taking three hours a night to to go play baseball or what have or soccer or whatever sport you know insert sport here um and so yeah then the kid's like oh well then i run this
1: place and so what i want
0: goes and the parents don't know how to step in and be like boundaries
1: yeah but that starts once again like i said earlier it starts early in their life you have to put these give them these like these tools like these rules in place early in life so when they get older teenager and beyond they understand already like okay we know how this goes and then as a parent, you have to give them the tools when they're a teenager going into adulthood to go out there and be successful and survive in the real world. Like, yes, you'll be there to have their back whenever they need you, but they're, they're, they have to make their own mistakes and learn from them. You can't clean yeah. up after them every time they do something.
0: Yes. And I think that goes back to we're fostering this mentality of it's all about me. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then that bleeds over into their future selves when it's like, oh, well, you clearly, you know, I'm the one that matters here and not you. And so Mm -hmm. it just impacts every dimension of their lives now and later.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. I I try to raise my kids the same way my mom raised us, because I feel like parents like from our generation that type of mentality is missing from today and this is why you see how kids act now acting out and getting in trouble and this things of these nature. so
0: yes for sure you can't you can't say that we're sending them off to school and it's the school's fault you can't send them off to you know camp and say it's the camp's fault whatever like it starts at home so if there's a problem let's look in the mirror <laughs>
1: right absolutely i mean certain oh. things that happen at school may not be in your control like it happens right. but if you teach your kids Certain like values, then they'll be fine. Yes, exactly. Like your Absolutely.
0: Your kids back. So yeah. Oh yeah. And that's that is definitely that the. But also teach your kids how to respond appropriately to a right. multiple you know selection of situations and circumstances. You know, like you know, how, teach them these are what boundaries are. This is what no means. This is you know how many chances a person gets. You know, teach them these things and don't make them mm-hmm. figure it out for themselves. Because good lord, the part of the brain that makes all these really important decisions it's not fully developed until we're like 25. And no. so, you know, we can't expect these littles to go to school and make good choices if we're not teaching it to them to begin with.
1: Exactly. It all starts at home and it starts early in their
0: life. Oh, for sure. All right. So this kind of sounds like a pet peeve of yours, but do you have a big pet peeve, like something that just really irks you?
1: <laughs> um, hmm. Second time I've ever been asked this question. Pet peeve, Um, honesty oh biggest pet peeve honestly like there's other ones i can think of but honesty is the biggest one
0: mm, i totally and and mine kind of goes along with that respect like yeah. i do not tolerate disrespect no
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: and i think honesty yeah. is a sign of respect yeah they go hand in hand they absolutely do um a fun one that i also have is time management it really bothers me when people don't have good time management skills
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, right on time today <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs>
0: Yep. I had no doubt about it.
1: No. how they finish these dishes up? I'm like, all right, let's do this.
0: <laughs> no, and I appreciate that. I had some, I love when people are early because, you know, then we're like we just jump in. But I also really like it when they're on time because it gives me a minute to sit down and be like, okay, let's make sure everything's working. Because clearly I, I even I was here early um because I was nobody else is awake in my house or wasn't awake in my house. And so I was like, Oh, but clearly I didn't even have my microphone set up correctly. So it didn't matter that I was here early.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean there are some incidents that um, emergencies happen and cause yes. you to be like, like certain circumstances that are out of your control. So.
0: Oh, for sure. Okay, I'm going to share a funny story from um, when from my wedding planning days. Uh, the very first wedding I did. <laughs> the very yeah. first wedding I did was, I, and let me let me preface this by saying I have done Chinese mm-hmm. weddings, I have done American weddings, I have done you name it, I have run the gamut. Um, my very first wedding was a black wedding, and when I go. Into a wedding, I have a clipboard with a timeline down to the minute of everything that's supposed to happen. And you got five minutes to do this, you got 10 minutes to do this, the processional starts here and it's perfect. And so I get there and you know, we're there hours early, the bride's getting ready. 30 minutes before the wedding is supposed to begin, the DJ hasn't shown up. And I was like, okay, call him. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'm on my way home to take a shower 30 minutes before the wedding's supposed to start. And I was like, oh, so will you be here in 30 minutes? And he was like, we'll see. And I was like, okay. Okay. And so I tell the bride, I'm like, the DJ's not here yet. She's like, okay. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, So I'm sitting here panicking because my timeline is slowly changing. And so I'm sitting on this little brick patio thing. And this wonderful, wonderful man is an older black man. And he's got his camera. He's the photographer. And he says, honey, what's that? And I said, oh, this is the timeline. He goes, oh, honey, you need to throw that away you're on cpt now and i said mm. i'm sorry what and he said you're on people's time and i people's said i don't time. know what that means, yes. I like, what that means? he said that timeline will get you nowhere yep. and i said okay the dj was two hours late for this wedding two hours because he had to go home and get a shower and then he showed yep. up and his equipment needed to be set up and all this stuff and so the wedding started two hours late and the photographer man, he just smiled at me the whole time. And he just looked and he was like, I just, I didn't even have a clipboard in my hand anymore. I'm just like, oh. whatever. So anyway, time management, like I learned a lesson that day that it's very different for a bunch of different people. And, uh, you know, I was very flexible after that. Cause you know, because,
1: and what was really funny, like the Chinese wedding, everything was early. So I was just like, yep. <laughs> yeah, but that guy, the, the photographer is absolutely right. It's totally different. <laughs> I
0: told one to of my friends, like he, he's he's also a black man, and I told him about it. Yep. And he was like, "I am sharing this story with everybody I know." I was like, "That's fine, yep. that's fine. Just the little white girl doesn't know any better. It's fine, whatever." <laughs>
1: hey man, that's why I said everybody's different. It goes back to what I said everybody's different. Everybody moves on their own time, but he's accurate. That was very accurate. And I believe that happened too
0: did it so it was so funny it was so sweet and it was just and i loved like i loved how everybody just rolled with it and i was the only one freaking out and i was like this was nothing to anybody else there because i was i was my husband and i were the only white people at this wedding it was so okay. sweet and so cute okay it was a great first wedding experience listen but i tell you you know i've had father of the bride hit by car i've had i mean you just
1: i remember you, you telling me that story on my podcast that was
0: crazy <laughs> I mean, you just never know what's gonna happen at a wedding so Anyway, but time management is a pet peeve of mine as well. But I also have learned to respect the fact that stuff happens.
1: Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> funny. But like I said, I believe it. I believe it. We're talking <laughs> it about the yep.
0: <laughs> I mean, my, my mother-in-law grew up in Nigeria. She was born and raised in Nigeria. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, I could have told you that. And I was like, oh. Yep. <laughs> Got it. <laughs>
1: anyway,
0: um, all right. That is your turn. What do you want to talk about?
1: Oh, man. Hmm. What do I want to talk about now? I feel like I'm hosting my episode now. <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see. I thought I covered everything with you in my podcast. episode. um, basic questions. What's your favorite color? Uh, blue, but not just any blue, like cerulean blue. Oh, okay. You know the, crayon. okay. the
0: crayon, the crayon, cerulean blue, that one.
1: Okay. My, it. mine's also blue, but baby blue nice I yeah um when i was younger it was green but as i got older once i saw the color baby blue that was it i was like i'm done that's my color right there
0: <laughs> no i'm talking like like blue blue like none of this blue green like just baby blue like yep. no oh, i like yeah. i like. not the navy blue would be my second favorite like i love the the bright cerulean but navy blue is also it's like it makes me relax cerulean makes me happy navy makes me relax
1: right right um what game did you like playing when you were older are, are you are i don't think you are now were you ever a gamer like game you know i have never we
0: I, we had a nintendo growing up and we played all the you know the regular nintendo games we have a wii that's kind of fun I and mean, we've had it for like 15 years it's like one of the original wii's and it still works it's very cool but like i've never been a gamer i if you want to give me a game let's let's play board games or card games or something
1: like that but yeah okay what's your favorite board and card game which ones
0: Ooh, um Honestly, I always liked playing Monopoly growing up, which is funny because I was never, you know, I didn't like numbers, but I really liked, like, and I can always win. I don't know how, I don't know how, I'm terrible with money. I'm just not going to lie about it. I am. I, that's not my forte, but I can kick butt in Monopoly um, and card game. Have you ever played Exploding Kittens? Have you ever heard of that one?
1: no i've never played that or heard of it please it's
0: hilarious i mean it's so it's so simple and so plain um that you're literally you're sitting there like stealing cards from people but if you're not careful you will draw a card that's an exploding kitten that literally just that means you're out like you're just done and the only way to undo it is if you have like a diffuse the bomb card and so um it's it's hilarious because you're trying to make other people explode while Hmm. you know also it's it's so simple and so funny. Like it's one of those card games that I never thought you could laugh so hard at playing a card game, but it's hilarious.
1: Nice. Nice. Like mm-hmm. I still game now, but not as much as I gotten older because I have more responsibilities. So I mainly game now with my kids because I've kind of passed the torch to them now. So I've got game with them. Like they need help on something. I'll help them with puzzles. Cause I love puzzle games. It's just mm-hmm. my thing. I'm, I'm a think I love solving puzzles. So I mainly game with them now. And I've teach them about like the old school games, like Mario, um, Zelda and stuff like that, getting them into that. So I try to teach them about things I grew up on and share with them in the present, so. Oh
0: yeah, did you game as a kid? Did you have like a gaming console as a kid? Which ones did you have?
1: Oh my, uh, <laughs> it started when, when I was, start? Seven. so it started when I was seven, it started with the original Nintendo. Yes. Original Nintendo, the only thing that sucked about that was there was no save points. So you had to play the game all the way through otherwise you have to leave it on and run your parents electric bill up so i will try my best to up and beat the game and get it over with so i'm thankful now there's save points in games (laughs) seriously my
0: parents when um before we ever had a nintendo i was in like third grade i think and we had an atari like it was theirs from when they had first gotten married and so we had an atari and i will never forget like i liked the atari more than i liked the nintendo which is so funny but it's true right
1: right what was your favorite um games to play on atari
0: uh, we only had like two. We had like Pitfall where you had, like the little guys running and grabbing the vine and swinging across. Yep. And we had um, uh, what was the other one called? I don't know. Somebody was throwing stuff at you and you had to like dodge it. I don't know. But uh,
1: Pitfall was my favorite one on that one. Yeah, man. There's a lot of people's favorite game for Atari. Like Pitfall, ping pong. Like there's all types. Oh, we of did have that one. Yeah, we did have that one too. The little ding, 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 yep. yes. <laughs> it's so simple, but it was so addictive. You just look at the screen, just hitting the ball back and forth to each other. It like it was addictive.
0: It was, and I, you know, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, have we, because that's one of those things that kind of goes with scrolling. Like, it's just yep. this addictive motion that you do. I'm like, did we really set people up for this addiction as a kid playing these kinds of games? Probably.
1: Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Um, funny. When is your a, birthday?
0: Oh, I'm so glad you asked. That's funny. Um, my birthday is November 22nd, which has just so happened when this episode will air.
1: Nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> my birthday is Halloween. Coming up then. Yeah. Yep.
0: I love it. That's awesome. I'll be 40 this year. This is my 40th. So you get to go out on a big birthday. There you go. There you go. I'll be 38. So oh, not far behind. Listen. Nope. And it's so funny. Like for the longest time. Okay, back up, funny story. When I found out I was pregnant, I was 25. And um, I was like at the doctor's office the day that we were, you know, confirming everything and filling out this form. And it was like, How old will you be at birth? And I was like, 25. And my husband said, No, you'll be 26. And I lost it. Granted, it's pregnant, and you know hormones and all that stuff. And so, but I started bawling. I was like, "Twins, so awful oh my God, And so I was just having this meltdown in the hospital, you know, talking about how old I was going to be. And so from that point on, everybody thought that, like, when I would tell that story, they're like, oh, she's sensitive about her age. And for a little while, I kind of was. But then, you know, 30 happened and it was a milestone because a lot of things were falling into place at 30. And now, you know, I've looked back over the last 10 years and I'm like, I embrace the fact that I am 40. You know, I didn't I had no idea what 40 would look like, but I am not sad about it. I mean, you know, it's it feels a little older than 25. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel so much more put together than I ever was at 25 or 26
1: right at that point you're still trying to figure just finding yourself what do you want to do you're going through all these different emotions so
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely and that's I think a lot of people you know they think I need to have it figured out immediately but good gracious I wouldn't trade the last you know since what 14 years I wouldn't trade these last 14 years to to know what was going to happen because the the journey to get here has been so just rewarding and fulfilling and I hope that you can say the same thing about 38
1: absolutely man I don't feel like it because my kids make me feel younger and I'm just glad I go to the gym three or four times a week so
0: <laughs> yeah you always have to to just to stay you know to feel young enough to keep up with them
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they're <laughs> Yep. You know?
0: oh my gosh for sure okay I know that you've got things you've got to get done this afternoon I know that I've got things that are waiting for me like that pile of laundry sitting in my um, bedroom at the moment but before oh. we go how can I've okay, got two questions? One. How can listeners connect with you and your podcast? Where can we find that?
1: All right. So my podcast at first, it was just available on Spotify, but it's growing over the years. So now it's available everywhere. All platforms under the name, Dez Experience, D-E-Z, space, the word experience. Um, My social media handles, this is crazy me sharing my information now, usually the other way around. But (laughs) so my Instagram is Instagram at philip underscore peanut, F-I-L-I underscore peanut p-e-a-n-u-t um my tiktok is peanut p-e-a-n-u-t underscore 85 85 is my birth year that's why i use it in both of my stings um my facebook is just my name desmond sims um is my facebook um youtube channel is peanut 4678 that's my youtube channel so
0: perfect. And I'll make sure all that's in the show notes. So it's just a simple click away that they don't have to go searching too far. It'll all be right there. They can copy and paste it and find you pretty instantly. Um, all right, you ready for your big question? This is the biggest question because it makes the biggest impact, I think.
1: All right. Let me make sure. You're good. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: What I'm is right. the one piece of advice or encouragement that you want listeners to walk away with if they hear nothing else today?
1: Um, just follow your dreams, go for the things that you want. Don't let nobody hold you back. Just know it's okay to have your me time. It's okay. You don't have to be around people all the time. Like it's nothing wrong with that. So many people shun people who are loners. I understand people who are loners because those usually other people who are outside the box and not trying to fit in. They don't, they can't relate to you on a normal level. Um, I'm trying to think of any other things. Value your family time, that's important. Um just value your life. You only get one life. Just go for the things you want and you're not going to have it always figured out all the time. Every Pretty day story. Every day is a different experience. Some days are good. Some days are bad. But most importantly, just stay on an even kill. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Just stay right there in the middle. And um, know that God has your back. And you may want things start bad at the moment, but God knows when it's time for you to get, he'll present the blessing to you. And you just got to be ready for it. Yes, absolutely. Like he he's already created the timeline. He already sees what's happening in the future. So just,
0: just let's just ride with his plan. It's usually the best.
1: <laughs> right, absolutely. I mean you might go you might uh hit a few potholes and you just gotta try your best to avoid the potholes and go around it. So
0: yeah, and when you do hit the potholes, just know that there's a mechanic on the other side who can help you make the repairs. You know, like that's God's not gonna just leave you sitting there stranded.
1: <laughs> right. There's no manual to how to live your life, there's no script, like you're the author, God's the author and you like, he's writing your story and you're just filling it in. So. Yes, for
0: sure. Absolutely. Well, Des, thank you for hanging out today. Like this is always, it's always a pleasure and maybe we'll do
1: it again sometime. Oh, absolutely. man. like I said, it's my first time guessing on anybody's podcast. So I just want to say thank you so much for yeah. sending me the invitation this time to come on your podcast. I appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate-